You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Referral Mortgages and Blue Panda Realty, with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate in our nation's capital. Good morning. Good morning. Happy morning. Friday, end of July. Good morning. We're yes. back. My name is Paul Stevenson. I'm one of the hosts of the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. I'm also an owner over at uh, Referral Mortgages. Over, I'm here. I'm at the office. I'm at Referral Mortgages. I'm also a mortgage agent. Uh, Greg Campbell's here. He is a partner and an expert realtor at Blue Panda Realty. And as always, we are joined by my business partner, good friend, brother, David Warren. He's also an owner here at Referral. He's a mortgage agent. He's an ace. And uh, we just want to say a quick shout out. Let's give a shout out to producer Steve as well. We have an amazing producer, helps us with all our shows. You guys think about doing a podcast? Holler at us. We'll connect you with Steven. He can uh, do his production magic with you as well. And uh, last shout out just to our sponsor, North Brew Coffee. Hit up northbrew.ca, check them out. Locally owned, operated. They're doing good things. Put in the promo code podcast. You're going to get 20% off your coffee orders. Gentlemen, how's the week? How's the week, gents? Great week. Got a lot done. I'm uh, I'm heading out of town. I feel like I feel like we talk about cottages a lot here on the show. Like I'm I'm leaving again. Uh, I've had the opportunity to you know, to be able to leave more this year, uh, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm actually going offline completely for five days, and I haven't. I don't remember the last time that that was even a thing. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And you're you going know, off. You're going truly offline. I'm going truly offline. I'm putting my phone, I'm leaving it in, in the glove box off and uh, I'm not opening my computer. So the one thing that I did forget to do, because usually at the cottage, I wake up before everybody and I, you know, I do some work or I catch up on news or whatever, but this time, so I have to go buy, I'm going to buy a couple of books on the way out here. Cause I'm what, like, what are these books you, know, you speak of? <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't remember. I think I'm reading, what was it? Your next five moves, Patrick, mm. Matt, David. Uh, and then there's something else. I think it's called launch. Um, just about startups. Anyways, just cool, cool things. You know me, I like, I like to read, uh, the nonfiction business stuff. I keep my fiction to, uh, film. Yeah. I'm the same way. Mm. I'm yeah. every, I, I was saying it the other day is that I, I just can't wrap my head around, reading a fictional book. I get it. And I actually had, I brought this up with someone who's, you know, a pretty avid reader once. And I said, you know, I'm just all about the facts. I'd rather read the facts and the fiction, you know? Um, and he said, well, he said, you know, when you're reading fiction, it, uh, oftentimes forces you to reflect on yourself. And, uh, there's some growth there as well, because you relate to the characters. Uh, you can, you know, you kind of subconsciously put yourself into their position and how would I, how would I approach this? How would, uh, how would I answer that question, et cetera? So that's a very, it's a very good point, Paul. Mm-hmm. I still haven't read a fictional book in yours, but uh, it was a great point. Either way, <laughs> St- I stuck think, with the I facts. Think if you but... were going to read one, yeah, if I was going to read one, I mean, I can use that as an incentive. My mind is like a life of fiction. I think I think there's so much fiction. I create things in my mind that that's enough for me. Reading would just that's, that's the Gemini in us. That's the Gemini in us. We're 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 too creative for fictional books. You know, we need to yeah. create our own fiction. <laughs> Oh, David, how was your week? How's everything buzzing over there? Good. Uh, week week definitely flew by. Um, it did. Yeah I, yeah. I don't understand that today is Friday and uh, that it 
is a long weekend. I really found that out this morning. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, no, it was good. It was a uh, pretty busy week, actually, uh, some, uh, offers with conditions, which were nice. Um, mm-hmm. so kind of getting those to the finish line yesterday and, uh, but yeah, no, overall, overall, no complaints. So Monday's actually Colonel by day. If anyone's wondering the, uh, the holiday, I believe it's Colonel by. So Greg, uh, you know, as a, as your, can you say alma mater when it's high school, alum, but, uh, <laughs> you're an alum, you're an alum. <laughs> um, good news came out yesterday. Um, bank of Canada, uh, old Tiff, Tiff Macklem. Um, he's the governor, Bank Canada governor. He has said that, um, he said to the financial post that the Bank of Canada remains firmly committed to keeping inflation low, stable, and predictable. So you can be confident that we will keep the cost of living under control as the economy reopens. So I think that was a lot of people's fear, um, that, you know, they had said end of 2022, but, uh, it's easier said than done. You know, some people I think thought that once we started opening up and things were kind of rolling back to normal, that they might, uh, use that as an opportunity to kind of bump up rates, but it's nice to see that they're kind of holding that, uh, holding the line per se. And, um, you know, they're going to keep things low and allow people to kind of get their feet back on the ground that, uh, that have had, you know, some financial hardships over the last couple of years, uh, which I think is great, great news to be coming out. Yeah. I was watching, uh, I was reading something. No, what was I doing? I was listening. I was listening to something in the U S where they were saying, I guess there was some type of, uh, you know, program for renters or homeowners uh, where they could delay payments or something. And uh, the the conversation went where when some things, okay, guys, thanks. Where um, some things would, uh, that as of August 1st, I guess everything goes back to normal. And they're saying, he's saying there's companies waiting to just like jump in foreclose, buy them out and then rent them back to them at, you know, double the price or whatever. Yeah. I think there was, I think the States, the States, uh, up until, yeah, I think August, I don't know if it's been extended or not, but there was talks in the States, but, uh, a moratorium on evictions and those, I think that's, yeah, that's, uh, to be lifted. Yeah. I think, I think for August 1st or yeah, unless it got extended, I know there was a push. So that'll be interesting in the States to see how that affects things. So Uh, so nobody could be evicted. You're saying? Correct. It was a kind of a, no, they can be now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As of, I think, I think it's August 1st that that's lifting. Um, and, and, but it was a nationwide moratorium by the federal government, uh, mm-hmm. to, for, um, yeah, for evictions. So yeah, I think to your point, Greg, it'll be interesting to see how that affects the market in the U S and, and whether people actually can pay their bills in the, in the States. Um, yeah. That would be interesting, yeah. Greg. We're, we should... not, we're not an we're not an American show, though. Why did no. I bring that up? No, we're Canadian. We're, we're Ottawa show. focused. Mm. How's Ottawa doing? Where, what are we seeing, Greg? What are you seeing out there? I mean, you know, I, I had a good week last. I did a couple of uh, big deals, and I've been working on them for months. So it was uh, it was actually emotional uh, and very exciting. I was happy to uh, to have these um, just have these things completed in my life. And I think the clients were too. Uh, but I mean, the markets, the markets rolling, man, it's, you know, we're seeing homes selling over lists, but they're listed lower than what they would have been months ago. We're seeing way more properties on the market. A- average days on market is, I think we said it last week is getting closer to 30 now, depending on what type of property it is and where it is. It's a way more traditional summer. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
And I'm, but I'm meeting with sellers and they're like, you know, what do we do? And I'm like, well, I'm like, you missed what that was, you know, so you might not get that extra 50 K now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's just balancing out very quickly here. So, I mean, like right weeks. now, you, you, yeah, even in Orleans, there's like, uh, what did I see yesterday? I think there's 31 row homes on the market in Orleans. It's a lot to choose from. I mean, it's a big spread from mid 1980s, 1990s, 2000s, 2010, 2020, right? But still overall, like that's, that's a lot of property to look at. I've been seeing a lot of, uh, recently I've had a lot of people migrating here from out West. Like I've had, uh, Greg, I know we have a mutual client that's in, in kind of Vancouver yeah. area. I have a few people that are, um, moving here from Calgary. So it seems like Ottawa is still very much a destination for people from outside the city as well. So these are, you know, all things that are kind of, uh, I think as we continue towards September, October, we're going to see, um, as I said before, I, I just think we're going to see more com- competition again. I think we're going to see people flood to the market thinking that prices have balanced. And then at that point, it'll be, yeah. uh, it'll be a little late again. And people will be maybe and, taking their house off a, the market for the winter. And, and that's a very good point. Like I've told hmm. my buyers that I'm working with right now that it, you know, it'd be a really good time to consider shopping because it's unpredictable what's going to happen in the fall. If it is a regular fall market, like we haven't seen in years, then it's just going to be like after that first week in September, it could go nuts again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm with you hundred percent on that. Like anyone, you know, who who's, wants to buy and, and is ready to go should definitely be a little bit more active right now because there's way more opportunities for the cottage camping lull right now for the, mm-hmm. the summer lull. Yeah. That's, yeah. Really it. that's it. Yeah. I love it. But you know, we have a, not I know there's a, there's a special, uh, special, uh, app that Greg, you want to talk about. We do have a question here from, uh, Nicholas. He says, Hey guys, he says, I don't recall you talking about bully offers. Are they a good idea? We actually just want a house by competing with another buyer who went in on a bully offer. Are they something that people should be using or are they as taboo as the name makes them sound? It depends. I, I did one last week and I won. Um, and we went in about, I think it was, we went in 60 over. It was a bully offer day before offer day. Another offer came in and we got it. It's you really, it's a conversation. It's, it's case by case. You have to make sure your agent knows what's up with the property. He's in conversation with the listing agent and uh, just make your decision based on that. But generally no one's going to look at a bully offer unless it's at least 50,000 over mm-hmm. a couple of months ago. No one would look at a bully offer unless it was a hundred over. Mm-hmm. Like there'd be no way you'd wait till offer day. Cause there was tons of people showing. So, I mean, 50 over is your thing, but then what happens is let's say in, in the current market, let's say you submit a bully offer 50 over and you just get it. There's no other offers that come in. You know, are you happy with that? As long as you're happy paying that extra 50, some people, will want to submit a, a bully offer, but then we're kind of like, you know what? I don't know if this house is going to do that. And then offer day comes, no other offers. You get the mm-hmm. house for, you get the house for list or a little bit over list, or you, you know, you submit it list price and then they counter you what your bully offer would have been because that's what they were expecting. So you just really got to know what's going on with the neighborhood, with the house, um, with the agent. The amount of traction you know, it's getting. There, what kind of traction is there a pre-inspection again i could talk about this for days the one mm-hmm. that we got had a pre-inspection had everything in order my guys were just like let's go for it 
And, uh, and that's the thing. And actually this, this pre-inspection topic can get into that new thing we're going to talk about in a second too. So, yeah, well, I was reading an article this morning actually about how to win a bidding war on a home. And one of the things they, they spoke about was kind of putting in a clean offer, but the second one was putting a da- putting down a strong, uh, deposit. So I'm deposit. just wondering, Greg, when you're, when you're talking to clients, like what's kind of your advice typically on the, maybe just explain to people what a deposit is. Cause for anyone who hasn't bought a home, they might not understand what, what that aspect is. So maybe explain the deposit and then how you advise clients on what number to put on that line. Yeah. Whenever you buy a house, you put down a, dep- a deposit as a show of good faith. Uh, you know, basically saying that you you're committed to buying the house. Um, of course, if the deal fell through, if there was a conditional period, you, you, you get the deposit back. It's basically just like, I have some money. I really like your house. <laughs> Here you go. And it's all transferred towards the final purchase price at closing. Um, so you're not, you're not losing anything by uh, putting it in. And, you know, when the market was wild, definitely if there was two offers on the table and one had a $50,000 deposit and one had a $10,000 deposit, it's kind of like, and they're both $100,000 over list, that it puts the seller's mind and the realtor's mind at, at ease that, you know, these people are, are well prepared to go through with the, to be able to acquire the home. But the other, the flip side to that too, it's kind of like, well, does it really matter if you have a, a pre-approval letter as well? You know, that's, that's positive. But I think it's just the, I think it's the idea that if you have money, uh, things are, are going to run smoother for you and it's going to run mm. smoother. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's mm-hmm. not really necessary. I mean, in Toronto, I know they do deposit deposits like 50 grand up to a hundred thousand sometimes to help acquire, um, a property in a bidding war. But in Ottawa, I mean, you know, you might get, I had one last year that was 50,000. <laughs> Did they need to do it? They didn't. Their price was still well above the last one. They didn't need the 50 mm-hmm. grand, but we were happy to have it. And they had the money in the bank. So why not? It's all, you know, it's just kind of like it's holding their house. It, it all yeah. contributes to their down payment anyways. Exactly. Right? So it's not uh, doing anything, but, but it is, but the deposit, if I'm not wrong, if I'm not mistaken is uh, it's also, if the buyer does not close on that property, if they try to do something and they back out, the deposit is held in limbo until yeah. the legalities of, you know, who sues who is kind of strained out as well. Correct. Like that's exactly. So that's, so that's the thing. If you have a 20 K deposit in and you don't close that 20 K is just held until everything is resolved uh, of whether, how much you're going to have to pay in penalties um, for that home or to put their, put their house back on the market, realtor fees, utilities, all sorts of nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you don't not want to close. And the other problem is if you put down a $5,000 deposit, you don't close, you know, then you might be going to court later for any balance uh, mm-hmm. versus costs. Back. Yeah. So that was going to be my follow-up question. If, uh, if you're advising sellers, I mean, all those things make a difference, right? That extra, we talked about this maybe a couple months ago, uh, that letter, you know, the personal, uh, the personal note, they were a young, yeah. young family, young couple, uh, you know, older, older couple looking to do this, like that note with the personal touch combined with the maybe slightly larger deposit. You know, if you're going to give 10,000, maybe make it 12 or, or 15, just to make it that little bit more attractive, because you just never know when the sellers are analyzing those offers with their real estate agent, what sort of things are going to be that deciding factor, right? Like that extra two, 3000 on your deposit might be the difference between literally getting the home or not. So uh, what are those discussions like with yourself, Greg, on the seller side? Like are those, do you really put a lot of weight into those sorts of things or is it more just feel as far as offers come in? You know, the letters work 
from time to time. I think that they're, they will start working again a bit more now, you know, in, in multiples of this past year, money talks, Yeah, you know, you've got a nice letter and you know, Oh, what a great couple. They, uh, they're perfect for this house. And then they're at 600,000 and you got another one at seven. What are you going to do? You're going to go for the $700,000 offer. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, uh, now, but now whenever we do any offers, I, I recommend it just depends on the scenario too. Depends on who the seller is. I mean, uh, if it's someone just flipping a property, it's not going to be as effective as someone who's selling a lifelong home. You know, you're going to want to mm -hmm. use it for that for sure. Um, but I mean, the last one that we did, I, I laid it out. We didn't, we didn't have a letter ready, but I've been working with them for so long. And I knew the agent, he's like, tell me about your clients. And I laid it out and he's like, so they sound like people that I would have a beer with. And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. You know? And he's, and he's, he's like, my clients love the idea and their friends lived across the street. So it was like, it was good. I don't even know if the other, the other offer might've even been higher. I don't know. But mm -hmm. anyways. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing about those houses is that, uh, you know, they're all unreserved until, uh, until that offer is accepted. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. So unreserved. Oh, wow. Look at that. Wow. What is this? Great. Good one, Paul. I like that. Um, so, okay. So I don't know if a lot of people haven't heard of this. It's, it's been pretty, uh, pretty hilarious to me actually in the, in the realtor space, in the realtor Facebook groups, you know, just the rumblings of unreserved. What is it? I remember I saw the first sign up, I guess it was two weeks ago in, uh, in Stittsville. I think that's the one that actually just sold. So what it is, is it's, um, the model is it's an auction house. Basically they work with you and it's, there's no blind bidding. So you see exactly what the bids are and you can either just bow out or you can compete. Now there's a few things that I saw in me. Like, I, I think it's great. Like anything that disrupts the industry is great because there's going to be a ton of people out there being like, Oh, this will never last. This is illegal. They can't do this. Talk to the real estate board. There's got to be some laws and rules violated here. This is nonsense. You know, traditional real estate, get, get these guys out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it's like, you know, people like me, I'm like, this is incredible. This is good because it gets people off their ass. It gets people thinking about our industry, thinking about what can change, what we can do better. And it makes us look at our business and say, how is this going to affect us? Is this going to affect us? What can we do to, um, educate people more about what it is. And when, you know, when you see a new product, you have to learn everything that you can about it to understand it. Right. Instead mm -hmm. of just sitting there and being grumpy and angry, like a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what I like about this is that, um, they are eliminating blind bidding, which has been, as you know, big conversation for the entire year. So I absolutely love that because I know that there's been talk about working on that becoming a part of our, um, our regulatory uh, process anyways. Mm -hmm. Like we have to, we have to have open, uh, open bids where everybody could see it. So that aspect is great. Now, what I was reading is that they come in, they appraise your house. So I don't know how they, how they do that. Who is it? If it's just an agent or if it's a professional appraiser that they pay for that, I don't know. Um, but it does say the one thing that interested me was where it says, uh, they guarantee you, they give you an appraised price and that's like the starting price. So they say, you're going to at least get that price for your house. So now I, I find mm -hmm. that kind of strange because the only way that you can do that 
is if you're going to buy the house yourself as a brokerage mm-hmm. or, or as an agent, right, if, yeah. if you're guaranteeing, if you're guaranteeing a price, that means that if they don't get it, you're going to buy it. And that's, and I don't think that's a very uh, fair thing to say, but it also must mean that if they don't like that price, then they just cancel the contract. But it could also be the assessed, like their assessed value of the home too, right? Like a lot of those, a lot of realtors that offer the hundred percent guarantee, yeah. we'll sell your home or otherwise we'll buy it. It's okay. This is the market value of your home. Less 10%. You buy it at 10% See, less. So, and so, so this is where I'm getting, this is, this, mm-hmm. this is where I'm getting to. And that's exactly right. So what, what it comes down to is that, yes, this is a cool model. Um, you know, participate full transparency, book, book, private showing, place your bid online, watch the ending time, the sale agreements. Do you need a lawyer? Um, do, do you need someone to help with pre-approval? So basically what it is, it's a different model, but it, in my eyes, what it is, is it's a, an amazing lead generation tool for the realtors working at unreserved because they've got, you know, book your, our team, our property experts will assist you in viewing one of our properties at a time that works for you. Guess what? They're not working with an agent. They see that property. They want to see something else. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they're going to work with that agent. Mm-hmm. So it's a great lead gen tool. And that's so is, undes- is unreserved they- owned by a brokerage or is it privately? That, I, that I'm not sure, but it's owned by a guy. Uh, he was, um, he did the first online. What did he do? Where's the information? His, Cause I just feel like something the- like that. They'd have to have some sort of license to even be able to discuss the buying. Yeah. Process, huh? yeah. They, they would be, a, they would be their own brokerage. Yeah, they have to be. So, okay. So the CEO is uh, Michael Ryan O'Connor and he's, um, uh, what did he start? E-Block. E-Block uh, was billions of, uh, it's cars online. Oh, E-block. actually. So it's this, it's the guy that started that. Interesting. And, and they list all their properties with Grapevine, which I thought was really interesting. So they're all mere postings listed with, with Grapevine Realty. So, I mean, that's a, that's a cool little uh, sell for Grapevine. Um, and yeah, that's what they're working. E-block, E-block is basically it. the same thing for cars. Is it not? Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. He yeah. started that. So I saw, they did the first one the other day. It sold, uh, sold for over list and they did a nice video. Uh, you know, they did actually the video was, was pretty dope, you know, just like the whole thing. Like they're all in the office and she's on the phone going like, Hey, congratulations. It's sold. It's like, ah, you know, Mm-hmm. unreserved, you know, the new, uh, the new brand, the new, uh, disruptor just killing it. So, I mean, yeah, I, I hope I wish them well. I mean, it's, it's just a different model and you know, these things have to happen. So I see it as something that's going to come in. It's going to cause a lot of fuss. There's going to be some complaints and then it's just going to turn into another thing. That's always there. It's just yeah. another business. I'm sure some agents might want to go and work with it for whatever reason, who knows? Mm-hmm. It's the same you as know, when Grapevine came a, out, right? Grapevine, when Grapevine, a, and, Grapevine and well, Purple Bricks, what a, a, yeah. any new thing that comes out, it's everything, you know, even Blue Panda. Like when we came out, it's like, oh, what's, you know, what's that? What's this new thing? And it's like, it's not really, you know, it's just something new, man. Let's get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you know, do you know what unreserves costs for selling are? Like how their and, model for costing uh, works out? 13%. I don't know, but, yeah. but they hmm. say something like, uh, what does it say on the front here? It said uh, something like, don't pay how a home should be sold. You don't need to pay. Here we go. Yeah. We believe in a better way of doing things. Our vision is to bring full transparency to every aspect of buying process while eliminating four to 5% in seller fees. So, I mean, I don't know what that translates to um, mm-hmm. with bottom lines, 
uh, again, I'm sure a lot of people are just jumping in and then there's a, a little bit of a pitch on how it's being mm-hmm. done differently. Uh, again, what I think right right now that they were the smartest thing that they could do was doing it now just because it eliminates blind bidding. Mm-hmm. So for that alone, I think that's going to get our, uh, our boards off their ass and make them, you know, move, move, have things move forward to make sure that that's kind of like the standard in our industry. I think anyways, and I think it should be, it should have been a long time ago. So if it just leads to that, then it's, then it's one of those things, right? So what happens if that becomes a normal Then is unreserved any different than another brokerage? Not really. (laughs) So, you know, evolution, evolution of real estate. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the online auction is certainly, there's going to be some people that, that think, it's been a long time coming and we'll use it instantly. And then there's going to be other people that, you know, even people yeah. doing e-signatures is something, you know, really in the last like three years that has been globally accepted, which seems crazy. Right. When you think of uh, where we're heading, but uh, yeah, it's very interesting. I think listing your home and just being able to see the bids would be, would be interesting, but like, I feel yeah. like as a seller, this definitely favors buyers, right? Because you can see exactly to the dollar, like what exactly. other people are bidding. Uh, exactly. and you can even wait, like you see the clock, it's like the old eBay, you know, you 10 seconds left, you're sitting there waiting, like, okay, six, 10, wait, wait, click, and you're firing it in last second. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. And like, I, yeah. I didn't watch the process, but it was all online. I wonder if you can um, watch, what, can we just watch auctions? Cause that'd be pretty sweet. You can, you can. We should find one, find one every Friday, do the live auction on the, on the tour. The, uh, you know, the one thing that I did notice is that a lot of these homes were recently sold and then bought again or up for sale again. So I don't know what process they're using. I noticed that most Mm -hmm. of the agents, uh, from the previous sale, there was some that were the same. So I'm, I'm not sure if, um, if unreserved aligned with some local agents, um, to help, to to help find the listings that I don't Mm -hmm. know. Uh, but or, or they acquired, they could it, have acquired a few, uh, to get the, the ball rolling as far as, uh, well, that's, that's the thing. So they, example, it seems right? like they bought, I mean, I'll be honest. It seems like they bought a few, a ridiculous amount of money in the last six months mm-hmm. and are selling them now. Some with renos, some this is the same. I, I mean, I only browse through a few, but it seems like it, it seems risky to me on some of them. Like you bought it, like one of them, it looked like, I think they bought, it was sold at six or at seven sixty five, And then they had the auction start at 600 mm-hmm. and they bought it three months ago at seven sixty five. So I'm like, okay. So, I mean, even, even if they make let's say it's sold for eight, that's 45 G's. Like where's but the, it, but I think it's a profit? bit, I think it's more so they don't, it's, it's hard to, it, uh, hard to show examples in real life of your, of your product and your site. If you don't have any listings, so they might've just acquired some Absolutely. properties just to demonstrate Absolutely. what the abilities are. And if they lost a little bit of money, they call it, consider it an investment into the business yeah. from a marketing and, and a startup standpoint. Coming from uh, a smart businessman, David Warren, that makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. You know, people do that. People do yeah. that. No, it's, I think it's, I think it's interesting because it, the, the real estate industry on the realer side, there hasn't been, you know, and there some businesses do, um, or, or, or brokerages come in to try and disrupt, but it's, it's still very much, um, the same way it's been done for decades. Um, yeah. and there's a lot, and there's a lot of people, I imagine, like you were saying on the, on the boards that don't want that to change because of that's disrupting their business or that they're going to now have to think outside the box or change the way that they 
or, or adapt and, and do business differently that they're probably scared of um, mm-hmm. how this is going to affect yeah. my business as opposed to let's learn it. Like you said, let's learn about it. Let's adapt my business. Let's, let's maybe take a little bit from this company, a little bit from that company. How do I evolve and, and maintain? And, and, uh, yeah, no, like the, that's, that's it, man. It's like, I, I always say like, wh- why compete when you can collaborate? Like just, yeah. just work, work together, mm-hmm. just do the stuff. It's like, I mean, if you, if you're that concerned and you're that unhappy, you should just, I mean, just do something else. If you, if you can't show value to your clients and the people that you meet, just get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm being, I'm being harsh, but that's, that's how it is. Like we, yeah. we work and we show value to our clients and they continue to work with us because of that. If you don't show that, then they aren't going to come back to you and they're going to go somewhere else like unreserved because you didn't do a good job. Mm-hmm. So all the agents out there that are, you know, potentially crying about this, just get off your butt and do better, do a better job, show your value, you know, get to work and, and make those contacts and help, help these people. They need us, you know, and make sure to listen God, to Torah. I'm, I'm passionate. I'm passionate yeah. today. Like Torah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think yeah. that's great. Um, one thing I wanted to, uh, touch on quickly and kind of bring it up, uh, it's completely aside from unreserved. It just popped in my mind as a, uh, I, I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, uh, remind people and realtors and, and buyers out there that, uh, there's a new holiday coming up September 30th. That is a stat mm-hmm. holiday and people it's an, this year's the first year. So realtors, buyers do not set closing dates on September 30th. Uh, all of the land registry offices are closed. So nothing will be able to close Shit. on a purchase. So I think I, I think I have you a have, on the 30th. Yeah. So if you, if yeah. you have closings on the 30th, move them to the 29th, the day before the Friday is the first, okay. probably not the best idea. You might want to move it to the Monday, but, uh, cause I think, uh, yeah, a lot of be. offices and banks will be on, uh, on the, fr- on that Friday sandwich between a holiday and a weekend is, uh, is always a tricky one. So oh, just yeah. a, uh, a PSA to, uh, to all those out there that might have information that might have anything. The the 29th of September and the 1st of October will be quite busy. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It is the, uh, the national day for truth and reconciliation. Um, It provides an opportunity for each public servant to recognize and commemorate the legacy of residential schools. So this was, uh, that was came out on July 20th. So this isn't uh, the first year that we're doing it. Yeah. September 30th. Yeah. You don't know. Now, you know, now, you know, yeah. So adjust your purchase agreements, Gregory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I'm going to have to, I actually, that one's with Paul. I think that one's with Paul that closes. Hilarious. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so <laughs> As Paul makes a note for reminder. Yeah. <laughs> note to Greg. Uh, so Greg, you, I know you're, we'll, we'll slide into the mood boost here shortly, but I know that you are heading out. Will you be back for next Friday's show? important question yeah well so yeah i mean i i can do it from there i've done it from Perfect. there before it's fine my my under the mood is, boot. no no let's do it <laughs> just kidding let's do it i'll be i'll be here i'll be i here. love it my, right, my so. weekend off starts after this show so next week i'll be back so you're, you're kayaking by 11 maybe not kayaking 12 by well 12 yeah, maybe maybe four <laughs> mood boost gentlemen Mood boost. Yeah. Let's do it. Go. All right. I got, I got some good ones. I actually had to, I had six and I had to bring it down to four because I feel like six is excessive, but uh, they're all very good. Let's put it that way. Number one, 
Why should you be nice to your dentist? Because they have fillings too. Yes, yes, yes I like this. Yeah. Yes, I like your jokes. Number two. Where did the Terminator find toilet paper? I'll be back. Wow. That was number heavy. three. I went to a smoke shop to discover that it had been replaced by an apparel store. Clothes, but no cigar. Oh, <laughs> yes. And, and last but not least, oh. what did one blade of grass say to another about the lack of rain? I guess we'll just have to make do. Good. <laughs> wow. Wow. They were pretty good. They were pretty good today. today. Yeah. Tim's uh, Tim <laughs> stepped his game up. Three out of four. It is three out of four. You're right. The the Stevensons are uh, stepping the game up on the mood boost. I like it. I don't make any of these, by the way. These are all sent to me Friday mornings. So uh, for anyone listening, I uh, don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. So, gentlemen, the weekend, Greg, you're heading out. David, yeah. long weekend. What do we got planned? Cole's notes. You got 15 zero. seconds each. <laughs> Cole's notes, zero. Nothing planned. It's perfect. I'm, I'm personally looking forward to uh, getting back on the pitch tomorrow. My uh, co-ed soccer league is restarting tomorrow. Very excited to uh, just kick the ball around, see some humans, get out in the sun. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Other than that, same thing, a little R&R. Um, yeah. What about yourself, Greg? Right. What, uh, what's happening up at the cottage? Just kayaking and kayaking and kangaroos. Friends coming up with us. We're just going to hang out, eat some good food, swim, Love do it. some kayaking, paddle boarding, you know, play with the kids. Sounds just a good, good, good family vacation. Yes, good sir. Family getaway. Thank you everyone for tuning in and dealing with our, uh, our crazy minds, our creative, creative, crazy minds. Yeah. Uh, every Friday, we're here at 10 o'clock on Facebook Live. And then we release the edited shows, the new episodes every Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock on your favorite podcast platform, YouTube, the whole nine. And um, yeah, just we're coming up to 50. Is this, I think this is episode 46, 45, Stephen, 45. So we'll be, we'll be, we'll be rounding out 50 uh sometime in august which is exciting we'll have to do something big for the 50 we just have like 18 guests just have a huge forum <laughs> yeah that won't be a problem at all uh thanks yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong hey what could go wrong <laughs> awesome and uh lastly uh we just want to make a shout out quickly again to north brew north brew coffee um they're scattered around town. Take a look out whenever you're, uh, I think, oh, so good has it. There's a few other stores that are carrying North Brew now as well. Oh, Saw them expanding out to Perth. It. Yeah. And uh, pop online, northbrew.ca. Slide in the promo code podcast, 20% off your coffee. You don't you know, know what you're they're missing. They're doing their part. People. They don't, they're doing their part. And uh, we got a few mugs left. You know, we're, we're down uh, we're down to the, the, the last of them, but we got a few mugs left. So if you want a mug, just send us a DM. Say, I want a mug. We'll get it to you. Yeah. Mug me. <laughs> Mug All me. Right. All right, gents. Cool. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see everyone yeah. next week. Much love. Later. Deuces. Deuces. The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Referral Mortgages, Blue Panda Realty, and Stephen Hopkins Video. Thanks for tuning in. And please remember to like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you.